You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, my top 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com keyword mom. Thank you as always for joining us for the mom show here on my talk 1071 and streaming at mytalk1071.com i am miss shannon and i'm very happy to be here with you because not only do i feel like the mom show helps all of our my talkers out there i know it definitely helps me because this is information that you mean to look for you mean to google and what often happens is you google just enough information to make yourself dangerous and especially in these scenarios when we're talking to our good friends from sheridan and doulas a lot of things that are either regarding your family's legal decisions or your personal legal decisions, maybe you just need to go and actually get actual advice from an expert. So today with us, Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan Dulas. So Jeff, I mean, I think that you bring up a lot of these things that we know that it might come up, but we're just you know afraid to talk about some of these subjects. Yep. And today, so we're going to talk today about the anxieties associated with sending your kid off to college. Right. And there's so many things that kids need to know at that particular stage in their life and they're so unwilling or incapable let's say of hearing right and so it's you know you're 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 sending them off with your fingers crossed and you're hoping that all of the great parenting you've done throughout their first 18 years of life have really taken (laughs) right and they're not going to be fine once you release them from the nest exactly exactly and so you know today we're going to talk about some of the you know some of the things that that we need to to get rid of the taboos about things you can and can't talk about because they're so important and they can be so life-changing um, for our young people as we send them off to school. And I also appreciate the fact that you're bringing this up because not only are they taboo from the perspective of parents don't want to feel like they're meddling, but it's also probably a lot of the subject matter where your kids are going to give you pushback and go, I got it. I don't want to, or it's awkward, or how dare you tell me? I remember what you, you know, used to, the stories I heard from, you know, <laughs> your, your friends, uncle and right? your friends, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, about yeah, what yeah. you were like yep. when you were my age. So they're probably not as receptive as you would like either. Yep. And we, so the, you know, we, we have this stage where we're at, we're concrete learners, right? Where we need to the only way we learn anything is by actually experiencing it ourselves <laughs> right. rather than watching the mistakes of others and going wow i'm glad that guy did that rather than me because now i can uh, so i think of that as dynamic learning that yes. you can learn from other people's mistakes and so often you know when we talk about you know we've talked about this in the past what i refer to as the dangerous decade right uh, kids between the ages of 15 and 25 and how much how much damage they can do to their lives during that one decade and and uh, so yeah I, I, we need to we need to figure out ways to have those uncom- uncomfortable conversations and talk about even subjects that that a lot of folks think of as taboo. Right. Or I shouldn't have to tell them. They'll just figure it out. And one of the things you've mentioned before, Jeff, is... (laughs) Like like I did when I was a kid. Right. And you're going, (laughs) no, these things have such a broad effect and a more dynamic impact on your kid's life than you think. So they can't just muscle through it. It's yep. some things that you need to definitely preempt. And when I was a kid, you know, the if, if you got in trouble as a, as a kid, when I was a kid, 
you know, you go down, you see the juvenile court judge and, and the records all stayed right there in that dusty old, uh, uh, you know, storage room at the right. courthouse. And, you know, in the age of the Internet, there ain't no such thing anymore as, you know, something that is kept private. Right. So all of this stuff just can have this enormous uh, and devastating impact uh, on a young person's life. And so the best we can do if we really want to be good moms, good parents, uh, is we need to get involved uh, and and take a, a more proactive approach to it. Well, we always encourage you to be part of the Mom Show by calling 651-641-1071 if you have a question for Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas. I also want to remind you that Jeff is a lawyer and this information may apply to you, but this is not legal advice, even though it might sound like something involving your specific scenario. This is general information and we're answering common questions and concerns. And if you have a specific question, we do encourage you to make an appointment and talk to your own attorney. Absolutely. This is, uh, you know, every uh, just a slight change in the fact pattern from one case to another can can dramatically alter both the advice and the outcome. And so, yeah, if the, I will. I'm happy to talk generals here today. Uh, but with regard to specifics, uh, you know, if, hey, give us a call, make a make an appointment. All of our consultations are free. Uh, and spend a half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half with a lawyer for free of charge. Uh, rather than getting your advice off the internet or, or your uh, your friends or, God forbid, the jailhouse lawyers. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So. Well, here's what I did. <laughs> exactly. So to touch on again what you mentioned, the dangerous decade. For, so we're talking about our young people between the ages of 15 and 25. And why do you uh, really showcase that particular time period in people's lives? You know, the the uh, you know we're, our, our listeners here are almost all here in the great United States of America. Mm-hmm. And, and when they came out, out of the uh, came out of the womb and they looked up and they saw nothing but a hospital ceiling and nice uh, you know fluorescent lights and all that uh, so we start in this great place that right. you know you weren't born in looking at the at the ceiling of a mud hut correct right and so we have this great opportunity um, and I always think of it as as you're born with 100 percent of the world's opportunities at your fingertips you know you came out you're 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 uh, you're an american you were born in the greatest country uh, in the world and literally the the every opportunity in the world is at your fingertips and that remains true as you work your way through as as your folks are bringing you up and and hopefully they're not taking away too many of the opportunities from you they're they're loving and supporting you and providing you these great opportunities. And then you hit about the age of 15, right? right? And now your, your hormones are going crazy and you're, you're, you're trying to, you know, figure out your way in life and, and you're having your own thoughts and feelings and all of this. And you start making your own decisions and frankly, your own mistakes. Yes. Uh, and so I look at that and say, you know, you, you start with a hundred percent of the world's uh, opportunities. How many of those do you plan to give away. Ah, okay. okay? Mm-hmm. You start whittling away at these things and, and every decision you make starts to whittle away at those opportunities. You mm-hmm. know, your your first crime, your first drink, your first uh, felony offense, right? Uh, you know, your the the first tattoo that actually comes out of your shirt collar, <laughs> right. right? I mean, how many banks are going to hire you now, right? So it's and so you you are making these decisions that whittle away at the at the opportunity, and and so you look, and at, they well, all seem very 
valid to you in the midst of them when you're 15, 16, 17. In in your juvenile brain, this seemed like the best decision you're ever going to make, right? Right. I'm going to, I'm going to tattoo my motto on my neck, right? And And that's okay because I only want, if they don't respect my tattoo, I don't want to work there anyway. Well, exactly. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then, and so now what does that do in the percentage (laughs) of opportunities that are going to be available to you? And you know what? And, and they're all valid, right? I mean, if I don't want to work at that bank, if they're, if they, you know, they're going to judge me. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But, you know, in, in the adolescent brain, you're not actually making that as a choice. You're saying, look, I'm, you know, I know that that only half the world's opportunities are going to be left to me. Yes. And uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and is your adolescent brain really the brain you want making that kind of lifelong decision? Fair so, enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> so. So that's the dangerous decade because you know they, it, it was funny. I, I I was listening to a story about if you can if you can keep your kids from getting a tattoo until the age of twenty three, they actually don't want a tattoo. Right. Right. So you got this. You know how do you if, if and again I'm picking on tattoos and obviously there's nothing wrong with tattoos. But, but I appreciate you doing that because right. a lot of what we do here on the Mom Show is go okay. Here's a minor conversation that we're right. having that's already awkward enough. Here's how we can use that to enter into the more intense conversations that we need to have as well. So yeah. I think that's fair. So mm-hmm. how do you, you know, how do you, ins- if that's true, if if your kid loses all interest in having tattoos when they hit the age of 23, then how do you get them to 23? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's the what's the parenting technique to get them there so right. that they will lose interest on their own and instead of, you know, trying to decide how much money is it going to cost to have that tattoo removed? <laughs> right. <laughs> which is which is another, you know, it's a it's a very fulfilling conversation as a parent because you get to say, I told you so. <laughs> but, but is that really uh, what you want to spend right. all your time exactly. doing? Right. Or the or your money, yeah. right? It only it <laughs> so, only feels so good, so, you know. Right. So I agree. So with you. that's our goal is to try to you know talk, have these conversations in advance, try to figure out a way to to uh, get yourself get your kids through uh, the dangerous decade. Well, Jeff, as we uh, go into our first break, when we get back, how about we turn about uh, talk about some of those hazards of turning eighteen itself and how things change drastically for you in the legal system? We, we'll absolutely talk about that. All right, we'll also take your questions. The number again for the Mom Show is. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan Dulas. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon, joined from Sheridan and Dulas, Jeff Sheridan. And we usually have you, and it's always so great to have the variety of attorneys that you have over at Sheridan Dulas come and share all this different information because we do get to touch on a lot of things that affect a family. It's all it just seems like so often it's not just one subject. There are lots of things that just kind of domino effect in other things. That's why we say, you know, at our firm that we're very proud of the fact that all of our clients have both first names and last names. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's not so and so incorporated or whatever. All right. of our clients are real humans with real human problems. Uh, and it is our great pleasure to be able to assist people through that process and especially when it's things like this that you are quite often as a parent just doing the best that you can with the resources that you have and then you still end up in these scenarios sitting across my desk from me right and one of the things that you brought up as we were preparing for the show is you were talking about the 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 big difference when you start turning 18 and how things go from minor things to major things over that month you know, like you, like if you had done it a month earlier, you would have been fine. But then there's other things that you're like, oh, well, this is a giant problem, and then it will be handled in a month. 
Yep. Okay. And it's all, you know, I mean, everybody looks forward to, you know, I'm going to turn 18 and, you know, how many times have our keen teenagers said to us, oh, I can't wait till I'm 18 and I can make my own decisions. And you're like, can you really? That, <laughs> Do you want that to? That right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the, 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 uh, my youngest daughter was uh, so looking forward to her 18th birthday, you know, and she was, she's one of these kind of feisty ones and, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, so she turns 18, she goes out with her friends, and the only thing it turned out you could do at 18 was go to a casino, uh, <laughs> which, which she came back and told me was the saddest place she'd ever been. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and, you know, it used to be, I mean, when we were kids, you know, it was the drinking age, and, you know, there were other things that, that were fun about turning 18. Right. Uh, but nowadays, you can go to a casino and watch sad people pumping, <laughs> pumping nickels in the slot machines. Uh, but the real bad thing that happens when you turn 18 is that all, now all of your youthful indiscretions, and make no mistake, you're not done with youthful indiscretions right. when the day you turn 18. Actually, it's one of the days when people commit the most youthful yes. indiscretions. Um but all of that is over now. the The idea that this is going to be dealt with in juvenile court in a uh, in a system that's private and and that no one will have access to, and it's not going to come up on a criminal background check. All right. that stuff. It all ends that day, and now you're in adult court, mm-hmm. right? And now you, when you sign something, it's actually a contract that's binding, and and you're and in you don't adult get to court. say wait till my mom and my dad gets here, <clears throat> right? All mm-hmm. of the all of the all of the protections of youth are over, so. For those of you kids out there who are anxiously awaiting your 18th birthday, uh, just settle down. I know that they're really, and, and any of the kids that are listening to, if, if you're sitting there with your mom or your dad and you're going, this is just old people telling me. I'm like, I, that is one of the few things that I do. And I think producer Sadi and I have talked about this before. Like when you're younger, you're like, oh, okay, that's just what old people say. And now I'm like, you know what? Being old is not as impressive as I thought it was going to be. Yep. <laughs> and you know, old is, we need to redefine what old is. Right. Exactly. You know, now I'm old based on what my youth said and I'm like this ain't old at all I still got a lot of things I have to do a lot of stuff I gotta do and it's a lot of stuff I haven't figured out I feel like if I'm gonna be old I should have some more wisdom right and so we're like we give the we have Hollywood eyes 18 and so you're gonna be able to do all this this fancy stuff and you kind of don't but you have a lot of responsibility now and you have like a lot of weight that you're like oh I get all of the bad stuff but yep. what is this magical good thing that I had imagined was going to happen? It is It is not there. And uh, like I said, all it does is graduate you into a world where everything you do now has real world consequences that are going to stay with you for the rest of your life. Well, one so. of the things that we've talked about on previous shows is the general concept of uh, drinking and driving and, 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 and what kind of penalty these are. And so this is one of those time periods where it's a very tenuous situation on both sides of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. presumably we're starting with, you know, the, theoretically we're dealing with people who have little or no experience in the consumption of alcohol. Right. They don't know what impairment is or what it feels like or what uh, you know how it affects your coordination your your intellect all of those kinds of things and so now we start introducing alcohol into the mix and again at 18 you're not supposed to be drinking right um but the other thing that happens when you're 18 19 years old is you move out of your folks house right and what we're talking about is now moving into your first dormitory where you're literally surrounded by nothing but other 18 and 19 year olds uh, who have the same life experience and uh, and uh, uh, 
uh, hormones raging right. uh, that your kid does. And, and that isn't really a great environment. There's no one there pumping the brakes. Right. And so now you've, you know, uh, somebody gets alcohol into the dormitory and everybody thinks this is what grownups do. And so we're going to sit around and we're going to drink and it's going to have no consequence. But, you know, it's funny, you know, the this time of year, inevitably, I will end up with a parent or two parents and a child sitting across my desk from me um, who are, are talking to me about their kids first two weeks in college. Uh, and you know, it's either a DWI or it was a party and, uh, uh you know, uh, the, apparently that wasn't quite the consensual encounter I thought it was. Right. And now I've got some very, uh, very devastated parents who've worked so hard to get their kids into a good college and get them a scholarship and all of that stuff, all sitting there wondering is this all going to go away over a Saturday night, over a Saturday night, over the first uh, dorm mixer and uh, somebody got some alcohol in there. So now you got these children with raging hormones and we've now set the extra just excitement of being quote unquote on your own. Right. You're right. And uh, that is the, you know, that this time of year, it's, I I never look forward to it. I'm always going to get new work out of this time of year, but boy, it's the kind of work that I would gladly do my whole career without ever having to deal with. And back to what we started the show, talking about having these conversations, and, and especially here in the Midwest, we make a lot of jokes about how drinking is just part of our lifestyle. Yep. Um, but if we can make these jokes about it, myself included, if we can make these jokes about it, then we have to go, okay, well, we have to also be willing to go, clearly this is part of our community is that we go okay alcohol is gonna happen you know (laughs) so what can you do to make sure that you're having these conversations and helping them you know make healthy choices and go no these really have real life effects and i'm not just trying to be a buzzkill you know for you i'm just trying to make sure that you're okay when i'm not staring at you yep and uh, you know part of it starts with the the idea of what are you modeling so what are you saying versus what are you modeling um, and that, trust me, kids, you know, for all of their, their shortcomings, uh, they have great powers of observation. Uh, and if they see you saying, you know, drinking in moderation, drinking in moderation is so important while they're watching you uh, get rip roaring drunk. Right. Um, you know, they they are going to take the message from that that you might think they might take. Right. And that is do what I say, not what I do. And, and uh there's no guarantee adolescents yeah. don't do that no so that's not how adolescents work mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the um um the, you know the, the the important thing to keep in mind is that this, this is you know for a, a, somebody who's under the age of 21 it's a crime and once you hit the age of 18 it's a crime that is going to be very publicly known uh and it's going to land on a public record uh, and so oftentimes kids think, well, you know, I, I was the designated driver, so I only had two beers. Um, but at 18, that doesn't matter. You get right. behind the wheel of a car, and even if you're a .02, right, well below our .08, quote, legal limit, um, if you're an O2, you're getting charged with a crime. It's called underage drink and drive. We call it a UDAD. Yes. Um, and and you're going to get charged with it, and it's going to show up on your record as an alcohol-related offense, just like a DWI would show up there. And you have no idea when you're 19 years old what the real-world impact of that is going to be on your record. Right. I mean, if you're in a job uh, you know, interview and you're down to one of the last two candidates and one of you has a uh 
you know, has a criminal record and the other one doesn't, and you lose that job over that thing that happened when you were 19 years old, you have no idea how that would change the course of your career. Uh, and and you would you may not ever even know it because that foundational thing now that could lead to certain things down the road is already wiped out. Correct. All right. So it's important for for folks to know that whether you agree with the drinking age being twenty one or not, it is the law. Right. And you have to follow the law, and you know kids just need to know that. Well, I think that that's a good place for us to take this next break because when we come back, we do want to cover another thing that. Even though you may not agree with the law, there are certain laws around this next subject, and we want to make sure that you remember it's still a law. It is the law. So we're going to talk about one of Jeff's favorite topics, topics <laughs> weed, when we get back here on The Mom Show. Again, if you have any questions, you can be part of The Mom Show by calling us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Mike, thank you for being part of the mom show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I like to remind everyone that if you missed a piece of the mom show, you can always go to our website, listen back to it in its full podcastable form that we put there. So if you're like, oh, wait, I think that that was a nugget of information that would have helped me. You can go back and listen to it later and, and absorb it and listen to it again. Or if you want to use it as a gentle hint for someone else in your family, feel free to play it in the background and we won't get upset with you. Uh, in today, Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas talking about some anxiety things, some things that might cause some anxiety as you are preparing your kids to go off to college. And you're saying, unfortunately, Jeff, this ends up being a busy time for you and the folks over at Sheridan and Dulas. Yeah, we uh, by this point in the in the season, you know, the school season. And we usually have our first and second and maybe yeah. even third people who are, you know, uh, sitting there with their child who's <clears throat> just put their um, their great college scholarship in jeopardy with some uh, some act of adolescent, uh, you know, uh, what should be brain. frivolity, but <laughs> right, it is not right. frivolous at all. It is not. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And sadly, uh, like I said, once you hit 18, everything is in adult court and now we're. Now we're dealing with life-changing uh, stuff that uh, that moms and, and dads are now spending a lot of money. All that money they were going to spend on college is now being spent on trying to keep these kids from being convicted of crimes that are going to uh, end their careers. So. And we ended the last segment talking about alcohol and some things about... Yeah, you're like, well, maybe the legal age should be this, but it's not. It's not. And so another subject matter that we've talked about in the past on the on the mom show is talking about where the laws work in Minnesota regarding the subject of marijuana and what's legal, what's not legal and all of these things that you may go, well, I think it should really doesn't help you if you get busted. Right. It does not. And, you know. They, you know, we have medical marijuana, and if you have a, you know, a recognized treatable uh, uh, condition that that requires uh, THC, uh, there is an avenue for you to do that. But it does require a prescription, and it's actual. You know, they and don't, you have to register. I know from experience <clears throat> with dealing with my son, there is a yep. process that you yep. have to go through. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean you can go out and buy, you know, buy joints from the from the dealer down on the corner. No. It means you go through this process and you handle it legally. Yes. Um, where you know. There's all sorts of talk about uh, legalizing recreational marijuana, and there are places where recreational marijuana is legal. If you are a person who feels strongly uh, about uh, your, you should be free to use recreational marijuana, I strongly encourage you to move to one of those states <laughs> because it is not legal in Minnesota. Right. Um, you know, there are all sorts of people, you know, they say, well, you know, a small amount of marijuana is legal in, in Minnesota, and and 
by legal they mean it's not it's a non-crime okay uh, so it's a petty misdemeanor offense to have under an ounce and a half of marijuana in your possession um, Look, I watch the Great British Baking Show all the time. I have no idea what under an ounce or whatever that means. Uh, Who's sitting there figuring this out? Well, you, <laughs> I'm if, not going to do it. If you're if you're possessing marijuana, I would strongly suggest that, <laughs> that it you be you to figure <laughs> like, out what an I'll ounce and a half looks like. I'll just stop bothering. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because anything, I mean, there's no gap. It's an ounce and a half. Anything under an ounce and a half is a petty misdemeanor, a non-criminal offense, which means it is an offense, but it's uh, it's not punishable by jail. Okay. So the maximum fine is three hundred dollars so it's kind of like getting a parking ticket correct okay it it does you know just like a parking ticket it is searchable on the internet and people will be able to see that you were convicted of the petty misdemeanor offense of possession of a small amount of marijuana so if that matters to you in a job search when you're 42 years old uh you know remember it's again it's not a criminal offense but it's what we call a civil wrong in minnesota petty misdemeanors are civil wrongs um but I will tell you that the uh, the, the uh, you know a half a gram over an ounce and a half is a felony. Okay. So it doesn't work its way up through the misdemeanor gross misdemeanor scale. It is a felony for you to have anything over that. Uh, and by the way, when they talk about marijuana, <clears throat> they're talking about the plant. Okay. Okay. So when you have uh, this marijuana oil or the 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 paste, okay, all that sort of stuff. The prosecutors look at that as being that is a not that is not marijuana that's pure THC and you get prosecuted as a felony for possessing right away right for that stuff so that doesn't that's not subject to that weight limit now there are legal arguments and and successful legal arguments to fight that but it isn't going to keep you from being charged and once again in the world of the internet just the fact that you were charged with a felony offense of fifth degree controlled substance crime is wow. going to be searchable. Um, but I also point out that there's no such thing as a petty misdemeanor drug transaction. Right? Meaning? Meaning you, uh, if you're found in possession of less than an ounce and a half of marijuana, uh, that's a petty misdemeanor offense. If you are caught in the act of purchasing an ounce and a half of marijuana, that is a felony. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So, you know, it's it, and in the world of you have the right to remain silent when a police officer asks you how you came to be in possession of your small amount of marijuana. Uh, your answer should be uh, on the advice of my lawyer. I would decline to answer Exa- that okay. question. All right. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of uh, the area surrounding controlled substances is fraught. Um, there have been some some steps in Minnesota to try to reduce the long term uh, effect of that. You know, the uh, now a single dose of like you know if you're unlawfully in possession of Adderall, right, yes. which is speed, um, but also a, a prescription drug for ADHD. Um, you know, if you're in possession of that pill and there's a single dose, then then it's not a felony anymore. Okay. It's a gross misdemeanor. Um, but still, this is you know. It, I appreciate that there are people out there who are passionate about the idea that marijuana should be legal, that recreational use of marijuana should be legal. And I, I urge you that if you sh- if you hold that passion, 
to put it to good use, right? Yes. Go go join an organization that is in favor of of legalizing marijuana in Minnesota. Go ahead and use help them lobby for those type of things. Exactly. Take that passion and put it to some good use. But it doesn't count as a righteous protest if you get caught doing it. <laughs> is what you're saying? Certainly does not. Fair it's enough. a very quick way to end up sitting across the desk from me uh, <laughs> oh, is to take your righteous indignation and say, "I think marijuana should be legal." So I'm just going to go ahead and grow it here in my backyard right uh and trust me you're you're going to end up in my office or somebody's office having a conversation about your righteous indignation and i will tell you the same thing i'll tell you right now that's great you should take that passion and put it to use to try to get it legalized uh, but at the moment, if you feel that strongly about it, you should live in a state where it's already legal. And specifically when we're talking about our young people as they're heading out of the house and heading off to school. So what kind of pitfalls do they end up is? Is it usually because they're the, well, I thought it'd be the, I'm just trying to think from a perspective of what I was like when I was 18. I really couldn't you know, tell you, oh, well, I thought it was okay because it was leafy green substance versus some sort of oil or wax. Right. And it's the oil and the wax stuff that gets people into the most trouble okay. because they're they're like, well, this is, you know, I've, the container doesn't weigh more than an ounce and a half. But as far as the prosecutors are concerned, it's, it's also not worse. marijuana. Okay, fair <laughs> right? enough. So marijuana, you know, they... They define marijuana as they're going to find leaves and stems and and seeds and all of that stuff when they look at it. And in a marijuana wax uh, case, uh, they are not going to find any of that material. And to be honest, they're not really going to look that hard. Fair enough. They're just going to go, here's the scenario. (laughs) They're going to look at it. It's in the little uh, silicone container. Uh, Yep, that's uh, that is. Yeah. And and, you know, so you find out the hard way. Uh, in a courtroom about whether this is or isn't a legal uh, legal stuff to to possess. So uh, it's again, you know, the 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 dangerous decade. How many how many different ways are we going to find of 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 uh, harming ourselves and our future uh, uh, opportunities? Um, and I, it's just it's it's a it's a very dangerous area. And and the conversation should be had. Is that look, you know, if you if if you're that dead set. On you need to smoke marijuana in order to be a whole person, then let's start looking at colleges in Colorado, right? And California and all of the places where it's all you could do that, right? Right. Where you know, because you're at least you're protecting that part of your child's uh, future. And and as parents, that's what this is all about. How are we going to protect our kids' futures? Well, that's probably also part of the when we were talking about the difficult conversation you have to have is going, are you committed to this particular route and if you are am i going to sit here and continue to argue with you or i'm going to try in a way to to safeguard you and help you turn this into a reasonable non-illegal decision and and they don't have to be inconsistent is that look i'm going to continue to talk to you about your marijuana use and whether it's good for you or bad for you correct okay but to in the meantime what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure you don't end up make in sure jail. you end up in a college in a place where uh, where this is legal. Right. Um, and and you, by the way, don't drive home from that college with, with this stuff in your car. Right. Um, I mean, I just just, you know, we're dealing with a case where a guy was in school in Colorado uh, and uh, was on his way back and driving through Kansas and ended up in federal custody oh, wow. in Kansas. Uh, uh, and he was on his way to uh, 
And so he wasn't on his way home. He was on his way to Washington, D.C. And in Colorado, recreational marijuana is legal. In Washington, D.C., recreational uh, marijuana is legal. And he gets pulled over for a, a traffic or for a light, you know, light out on his car <clears throat> and finds himself in federal custody uh, over stuff that was legal in both point A and point B, but everything in between. Uh, Not so much. And that's what we try to remind people is that, you know, Jeff, you spent a lot of time navigating all of these things. And you've Mm -hmm. talked about the 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 codes that are involving not only DUIs, but all these things to do with marijuana and things. And it is voluminous. And so I think part of the, the takeaway before we go to our next break is reminding people that we don't expect you to know all of these things. That is why Jeff is here. <laughs> like, and it is constantly changing. It is. I've, I've been at this for 32 years and I learn something new every year. All right. Well, we come back. We have our final segment and uh, we're going to get to one of the final difficult conversation we have to have. We've you know, we talked about what it's like once you leave the house and you're in these these scenarios where hormones sometimes get the better of you. So we're going to cover some situations that end up sticky for you and your, your kids once they have those hormones kick in when they're off at college. So if you have any questions, you can also be part of the mom show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. In studio today with me, Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas, one of our legal experts that's just trying to help you have the awkward conversation now with your family before it ends up a situation where now you need an attorney when hopefully we can do our best to try and give them the knowledge and the resources to make wise decisions even though that's difficult in our world you know things seem like the best course of action and then you end up talking to jeff (laughs) yeah and then nobody nobody likes to have to make an appointment in my office and uh whenever i close a file they shake my hand and Say nothing personal, but I hope I never see you right. again. Right, so. those are very difficult scenarios <laughs> so, we have to deal with, and no. I, you know, I, 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 I'm glad that you are there um, for people because a lot of these scenarios that we've talked about today, and including the one we're about to move into uh, for the final segment of the Mom Show today, are scenarios where it's really just a human mistake, and you have mm-hmm. to pre prepare for something that is just a human foible. You know, oftentimes, because, you know, we're talking about these dangerous times and why we call it dangerous is because your body wants to do one thing and your brain isn't necessarily prepared to stop your body from wanting to do certain things. Yep, It's kind of working against you. Well, it is. And, the you know, the the especially with young men, mm-hmm. uh, the, the prefrontal cortex does not fully light off. We know this. Scientists know this. Uh, is that, you know, we call you an adult at the age of 18, uh, but a, a young man's brain is uh, is not fully lit up until 25 or later. And right. and that's, you know, I, I suppose in, when I refer to the dangerous decade, it's that era between 18 and 25 that is the real danger zone for young men. Right. Because they're not, you know, I again, this concrete versus dynamic thinking. I mean, you need to be thinking, you know, or have the ability to think like seven consequences down the road, not just two. Exactly. Right? You know, and it's like, well, you know, I, I was uh, use Dick Cheney and we'll be greeted as liberators when we when we, you know, invade, invade Iraq and mm-hmm. and nobody stops to think about, OK, so now it's not Saddam Hussein. It's a power vacuum. And what's right. right. And you have to, you know, it's one thing to say, OK, we'll be greeted as liberators. Cool. That was fun. Yeah. And now we've pulled down the Saddam Hussein statute. Cool. Or statue. That's cool. 
But and, what happens the, in the third step? Right. right. And, then, mm-hmm. and then everybody's wringing their hands and saying, oh, my God, we're mired in Iraq. And you're like, well, yes, if someone could have thought more than two steps ahead and thought seven steps ahead, we would never would have gone in in the first place. Right. And so a lot of times when I, when we're sending our kids off, let's say I'm, I'm sending my, my son off to NDSU or something mm-hmm. like that thing. And you're sitting there going, okay, I'm going to tell them, uh, to not drink. I'm going to tell them to don't do anything illegal, but I'm not going to tell them. And by the way, be really cautious when you talk to potential partners. Be, yep. you know, you know, whatever that looks like. You know, remember when you're interacting with other human beings that you may not always get the response that you want. Right. And you have to be prepared to deal with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we've we've seen more and more of these uh, stalking cases that come up now with, you know, people who, th- you know, young, young men, especially who think that, you know, oh my God, this is the love of my life. And now she's breaking up with me and I'm never going to be happy again. I'll I never- just have to try harder. Right. You and know? so, you know, if I show up at her house at all hours of the day and night and all of and, and you know, it's so it's this area that that is around surrounds uh, uh, relationships and, and especially sexual relationships mm-hmm. uh, that is frankly the most dangerous territory that that young people enter into. And it's life altering for everybody involved and i think we also have to remind ourselves that we are doing a pretty good job of eventually changing that narrative so that you get the understanding of no means no if she isn't interested no harm no foul you don't get depressed regardless of what the side of it is you know kind of thing And, and telling young girls that too that it's like sometimes you as two human beings are not going to be with one another because we have these romantic comedy scenarios where they go, no, just try harder, just hang out, just do this, just do that. Or we see a Netflix special where some inappropriate behavior is showcased like it's okay and not being able to differentiate between what's entertainment and what is real life. Yeah, And I tell you, I grew up in a, a much worse era than that. <clears throat> where you know i mean you watch an old elvis movie right and the the, the all the sexual tension that right. they're talking about and they end up slapping each other in the face and then they end up in some passionate embrace right and and you know that's that's what i grew up with as being oh well okay apparently the what this situation calls for is a good slap in the face right and, or watching old james bond movies right. where exactly. you're like you know it's like she said no well she didn't mean it right, yeah, kind right. Of thing. i mean like, i'm james bond right. of course she couldn't have meant that and we just have to remind all yeah. of our young people, you are not James Bond. Yes. Regardless of what side is this, right, right. you're okay to go home. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want you to love yourself. Right. But, you know, you're. It's. It's. That doesn't mean everybody's going to love you. And, exactly. You know. It, I think the the conversation is is shifting, and I know there's been a movement even at the University of Minnesota here about you know to abandon the no means no and and, and replace it with the yes means yes. Right. The, the and and you know young people, if you want to be safe. Uh, in your in your uh, you know exploits as you as you explore your sexuality uh, as a young person uh, you should you should be adhering to that that's right. the safe ground is yes means yes you are both affirmatively stating that you're you're entering into a consensual sexual relationship uh, because nothing uh, I mean you, you know so not you got you got young people you got raging hormones mm-hmm. you throw in a healthy dose of alcohol into that situation uh, and a morning full of regrets yes and that is going to land you in my office right um, and and not in a good way and it's it's going to land you there 
Uh, and, and, you know, it's not just the kid who's being accused of force, uh, forcing himself. It's usually a boy. I'm, mm-hmm. not, tra- I'm not trying to be sexist, but right. it's usually the boy. Uh, the guy, it's not just the guy accused of forcing himself on the, on the woman, but the woman who's now left with the trauma right. for her entire life. Everybody involved in this situation is going to be damaged by it. Right. And it has such a potential for life altering. And I mean, hugely life altering. I mean, first of all, you're not in college anymore, young man, if this accusation comes uh, is is leveled against you uh, because they're just not going to take the chance. So your, your scholarship, your admission into any particular college or university is over. And the, the amount of trauma and, and, and therapy and all of that, that the, that, you know, typically again, not trying to be sexist, but the young woman is left to that baggage that they're left to carry for the rest of their lives. This is not worth it. Your right. your you know moments of pleasure uh, that 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 you thought were so important at that uh, you know first freshman mixer right uh, were not that important. And, and it's just going to be a joke, and we're all fine. Right? It's exactly. Not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that is you know I appreciate as a parent there can be no more difficult conversation to have with your son or your daughter about you know surrounding sex and uh you know your your you know natural raging hormones at your particular age um but you know the you've got to focus on the yes means yes uh you know get them off of the no means no because that you know sometimes no doesn't mean no right you want to be safe or sometimes you're in a scenario and especially when we're talking to our young women going do I feel like I'm in a scenario that the only way for me to get out of it is to say yes? And so it's preparing people on both sides. Right. And that's you know? right. And that is the issue. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're a young man sitting there uh, saying, you know, oh, you know, I read all the signals. I read all the signs and it all, it was all yes. But you you cannot know the mind of the person, of right. the other person, unless, of course, you have the very kind of candid conversation. Uh, you know, are we going to do this? Are you okay? with this you have to focus on the yes means yes because no means no is i i appreciate the the sentiment behind the the idea that no Correct. means no and and that it is a step in the right direction right to take us away from the the elvis movies or right. whatever sort of you know sexual tension resulted in a crash of violence followed by a crash of passion right that is TV, all right? It is not life. And, you know, the this is the most perilous, the most perilous thing that anyone can ever be sitting across my desk for. Well, Jeff, we appreciate you starting all of these awkward conversations so that hopefully they don't end up at your office. But if they do need to find you again, well, the best way to give a call is uh, to call 651-686-8800 or go to ssdpa.com. Right, Jeff? That's right. Thank all right. You. We appreciate you being part of the show. Great to be here. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Mom Show. Again, find us at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom 